it is. Aries and Andy, you and the jerk. You know it's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. We lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. This O Steve comes to us from Alexander K. What up, fellas? Alexander K here. This is my second crack at an O Steve. After the narrative, please read in Bobby Patterson's voice. Uh, the holidays are over and the new year has, has been slept through. Two gentlemen find themselves waiting on a delayed flight, flights back to their respective homes. One, a mysterious man who seems not to want to draw any attention towards himself, buried into a book, coat, collar, zipped to ears, wearing a winter cap and sunglasses. Along comes the second individual, Bobby Patterson, who begins to talk without even a proper introduction. You see, the thing is, kid, that strikes me the most is this. These niggas just can't hide aside their fucking differences. I mean, they can't fucking do it. Look at this cat in the hat fella. Called out some of the greatest black comedy greats. And now it's a response war on all social medias. Uh, P. Diddy takes a stiff one in the ass. I've been known to play with potatoes from time to time. And that Bernie Mac, probably the only comedian Mr. Hat took up for him. Uh, and Mark Curry. I swear, when I used to see Bernie, I thought it was a quarter past fucking midnight kid. Attention all passengers now boarding nonstop flights to Cleveland, Ohio. Hey, thanks for letting me rant, by the way. I'm Bobby Patterson. Hey, what's your name, fella? The guy unzips his jacket, showing off his mustache and big lips. And that's when Bobby Patterson puts two and two together. Holy shit, it's out, Steve. <laughs> did you get it? Yeah. It was Steve Harvey. Yeah. Okay. It made you chuckle, right? Yeah, it did. <laughs> okay. Alexander, uh, Kay, that's not a, that wasn't bad, brother. All right. Um, this first one. Oh, wait, wait, let, let, let's get to, can we, let, let's tell everybody to like oh, and subscribe. Ahead, Would you guys like and subscribe? Uh, like, no, please, like, don't like, like. Like and subscribe and, and tell a friend, tell a friend and listen to this podcast. We need, we, we need some more listeners. Listen, uh, as you hear this, uh, email episode, we're going to be at the, uh, what, it, I said Albany, and is it Albany or what? Is, what was the other one? Albany, Albany. It's Albany, though, right? Yeah. It's please, Albany. please, lack us in Albany. In Albany, February twenty third to the twenty fourth. Uh, we're in Albany in uh, that New York area. Uh, March 9th, uh, we're starting uh, Aries his. Yeah, uh, uh, I forgot what theater tour here. We're going to be at Holland Civic Center in Holland, Michigan. Uh, March fifteenth to the sixteenth, we're going to be at Cincinnati Funny Bone in Liberty Township. March twenty second through the twenty third, we're going to be at the Funny Bone in Virginia Beach. Uh, March 29th through the thirty first, Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio. April fifth, uh, the Parker in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Then we start our Canadian uh, tour, where we're going to be April eleventh. We're going to be at the River Cree in Enoch. April twelfth, Gray Eagle in Calgary. April thirteenth through the fourteenth, we're back in the states with the Funny Bone in Syracuse, New York. Uh, April 15th, we're Darth Forth Music uh, in Toronto. April 19th to the 21st, we're back in the States again. We're going to be at the Cleveland Improv with our good friend, Harry. Do you need anything? <laughs> April 27th. It feels like that could be a horror movie. It does. Bronson, <laughs> April 27th, Bronson Center in Ottawa. April 28th, the Olympia in Montreal, Quebec. April 30th, Bella Rose in Halifax. And then we're back in the States again, May 2nd to the 5th. We're going to be at the Helium in Portland, Oregon. May 9th, Meyer Theater in Green Bay, Wisconsin. May 11th, the Wilbur in Boston. And May 18th at Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. Guys, also uh, just a little FYI, if you want to come check me out on that weekend of uh, 
in Albany, February 23rd to the 24th. That following Sunday, if you're in the area, I'll be in Hartford, Connecticut. I'll be at the uh, Elbow Room out there. So if you want to come check me out, I'll be out there doing my hour. Uh, That's it. Now we don't have to do that at the end. You know, um, I downloaded the other day uh, on my iPad, iPod, on my phone. uh, Fucking, you know, John Bon Jovi's Wanted Dead or Alive. I heard that song the other day, and I just I forgot how great it was. It's a good song. Good fucking song. I'm a cowboy on a steel horse I ride, and I'm wanted, wanted, dead or alive. <laughs> like that shit. Did you really order it? Yes. I, I like that song. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I told think- you, man. I'm, you know, that's the white guy in me. What was the other, what, Brian Adams? Do you have a Brian Adams? Please forgive me. I don't know what to do. Please forgive me. I can't stop loving you. And I can't fight it. The pain I'm going through. Please forgive me. For loving you like I do. And then panties would fall off and that was Man, all. Man, that's how I got the moose-headed white <laughs> bitches, nigga. Back in the 80s, nigga, when the white bitches wore the moose. I melt, I make the moose melt out their hair, son. <laughs> Fuck the panties, nigga. Them fucking, that moose would get wet and that hair would go from them fucking stiff dudes to wet, nigga. Ain't pussy juice. That's moose drippings. <laughs> All right. Nick Puente. Uh, I'm sorry for ranting. Uh, moose trippings is funny. What's up, ANA? Uh, as I've emailed before, I've mentioned that I'm an up and coming comedian from Denver. I was having a conversation with another local comic. He told me, unless I go through the open mic phase, I won't make it. I told him that's bullshit. Open mics are the popular way to do it. Why can't I do it my way? He then tried to solidify his position with, uh, oh shit, here we go. The chicken is fucking with me. Name one comedian that made it without open mics. Aries Spears. Never did an open mic, man. Who told you these rules, nigga? Rules, understand? Uh, you know what movie that's from? Mm-mm. Uh, fucking the movie where uh, Kevin Bacon was raping the kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what movie that yeah, is. Yeah, he's playing the guard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he tells the boys, your rules, understand? Um, sleep something. Uh, it was called so Sleepers. Sleepers. Yeah. There you go. Look at you. Uh, you, you was he's going to be sleepers. in a coma for the rest of the day now. Uh, without missing a beat, my return. Hot dude, Andy. Tell me if I'm lying. I'm reading this for the first time. Okay. When I said... When he had, who's made it in open mics without having, who's made it without doing open mics? What does that say? My retort was. Harry Spears. He wrote that. Yeah. But I didn't say that because. Oh, I, you didn't say that. I, yeah, I just okay. said that. Holy shit. I like you, kid. You go in places. Do your fucking homework. When I go work out material, I go to public parks during the day with a speaker and microphone. Oh, you doing some Michael Kyer, uh, Charlie, Charlie Barnett shit. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaker. And rehearse set for hours. If I draw a great crowd, I put my bucket out and hustle. When I do draw a crowd, I have no shame. Inflation is a bitch. The bucket holds my equipment otherwise. On top of all of this, I've, uh, I've heard you have to be humble in this game or it will humble you. Uh, that rang true until I watched this motherfucker's Steve Urkel-looking ass friend use one of my fucking punchlines in one of his sets. Aries, Andy, I'm not even fucking famous. I'm nobody right now, and I already got some nerdy-ass Revenge of the Nerd-looking nasally voice having ass motherfucker biting my material. Ain't about a bitch. I grew up in the hood, and I used my gift, and I used my shit. I grew up in the hood, and I used, and I'm used to my shit getting stolen and fighting to take it back, even in comedy. Uh, Jokes will be stolen and rewritten, but damn, I've never had a 32-year-old virgin steal my shit. Use it and then do so bad that no one laughed and the audience looked confused. I fucking swear he couldn't hit the G spot on a 12 pound pussy and it showed. 
this isn't material. This is truly how I feel. Like the title of my email says, I'm sorry for ranting. This actually hypes me up now because I'm clearly doing something right. Thanks, guys. Nick, the less you fear, the more power you will have and the more fully you will live. Curtis Jackson. Any thoughts to that? Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts to that. Yeah, li- listen, I always say there's no rules in a game of lawlessness. Uh, this game is the Wild West, and the only rule is survive. That's like when Jamie Masada, buddy, you have to do comedy 10 years to be professional. The fuck out of here, man. Where did he get that? It, it, uh, a number. Because they say it takes 100,000 hours to get And that's great, 10 years? Is- yeah, that's that's ten years. It it, it, it takes what Eddie, it Mur- takes you. Eddie Murphy it, just entered the chat. It takes what it takes you. Yes, but some people are more ready than others, and some people uh, like Chris Rock got it way before, and then he had to go through what he went through to get to becoming Chris Rock. Yeah, you gotta go to the cup, but. Uh, you know, just because you're not doing an open mic doesn't mean you're not doing open mic shit. The fact that you got, and it depends on what, you know, that's what's funny about it. Someone, you got to do an open mic. You're doing an open mic. You're just doing it in a different way. You, you, no one invited you to that show. You didn't sell any tickets. So you're putting out something that's basically an open mic. You're just doing it in a different way. And there's no problem with that. Everybody has their own experience and their own way to get to where they're going. Uh, but you're, you're putting effort in, to develop material, but don't, don't, when you're saying about, uh, people stealing your material, you're the one it's no one's stealing from, uh, people that are published or have shows because people will know who's that material is. You're the perfect person that's ripe for that material to be taken from because since they come and see you at your gig in the, in the park, no one in the comedy game knows who you are. So you're easy to take material from. The one thing about doing an open mic or being around other comedians is that people will know that's your joke and people will stick up for you and say, hey, you can't do that dude's joke. That's so-and-so's joke. But if you're not around any of those people and you're just doing park stuff and you're trying to come up in your own way, someone can take your material pretty easy. And then they'll, they'll say, no, that's not yours. This dude's been doing it for the last five weeks or six weeks. And you go, but I've been doing it for the last year. Go, eh, I never heard you do it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's that's part of the challenge when you don't do it the the, the traditional way, I guess is the way I would say that. So, you know, you're, you're in for what your own ride is, but you know, it's your ticket, ride it the way you want to ride it, but you're doing an open mic, man. Everybody steals my material. <laughs> Cause I'm kidding that. I'm going to get that shit. <laughs> First, you got to have lobster hands. You got to make your hands like little lobster. <laughs> All right. I like that. I like the little lobster <laughs> thing. That's funny. Uh, no, but man, good luck. Good luck to you. Uh, but do what you're doing. If it's working for you, keep working that. But there's nothing wrong with going to a mic and throwing your stuff out there to see how it responds inside of a inside of a different. A park is not the same as a, a, as a, a mic show or like a bar show, and then a bar show is not the same as a club show, and a club show is not the, the same, same as a theater show. So and a theater it's, ain't the same as an arena. It's all different. Yeah. Oh, we haven't heard from a guy in a while. Oh, here he come. Watch out, girls. He'll beat you up. Oh, here he come. He's a woman beater. Ronald Williams strikes again. Flashback. Damn, now I'm listening to episode 192. Andy, you know that was full of shit what you said. Uh, you rather the country take... Okay, hold on. Before you finish this, I just want to go... I know it's bullshit in episode 192. That was three years ago, man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it was, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. You rather uh, the country take a financial hit to have Joe Biden in office and end racism. L-M-A-F-A. L-M-F-A. That doesn't end racism. But I know it's no way in hell you believe that shit. Well, the country is doing bad financially. Ra- the country is doing bad financially racism. Still uh, here, and we had the dumbest president in the world. And Aries, please, I mean, no disrespect, but you sound crazy about how good Biden would be for our country. I don't know if I sound as crazy as doing bad financially racism. (laughs) But let me finish. Um, uh, And I know how you get when writers don't agree with you. Uh, That's why I'm saying when writers don't agree with you. He means emails. readers, readers, right? I think so. But go on. 
You see the irony in this? Yeah, you know, I do. Okay. I saw, I saw okay. it before. Okay. And that's why I'm saying, I mean, no disrespect to none, to you, none, or and I mean, no disrespect to you, none, or Andy. That's not grammatically correct, is it? No. Okay. Uh, in four years, like you said, Medea did not hold Joe Biden or Harris like they did Trump. Oh, I'm sorry, Medea. My fault. Now I've got to get a $10. Media. Media. He got me on a avalanche, so I'm trying to get my balance, even though I'm fucking falling down the hill at 80 miles an hour. Um, love the pod, but I hope we get Trump back in office 2024. Okay. I want to answer since he started with me off the top. You got it. Just real quick, uh, what I said, and I stick by what I said, uh, Biden was the right person for the job at the time. The media, the media. And that's key right there, at the time the media was going to take us into some social destruction because they wanted to make trump this villain they held him in an accountable in a different kind of way especially at that time and we needed to show the hypocrisy we need i said that biden was the right person for this job because otherwise we're going to go into this uh, this it's going to get deeper this showed us exactly what we were fucked this showed us exactly what we were we were fucked and i i still don't understand and i said this back then these are the two best people we can find to run this country and and almost four, three years later, these are still the only two people that apparently can run this country. I, I if these are the only two, we we really should put a for rent sign up and we should leave. <laughs> uh, it, it's unbelievable to me that the political system, the media, the media barely recently has started calling out the fact that this is ridiculous that these are the only two people that can run this country. We should have been i don't understand first of all biden and, and this is going to show more hypocrisy on the biden's situation and with the media for not holding him accountable on this he said he's a bridge to the next person he was he talked as a one-term president and now he's going for another term when he i don't know that he knows where he's going period this is ridiculous uh there's no reason that we couldn't that the democrats couldn't have found someone in there in their ranks that could have been a great up a great person to run against trump and frankly the republicans we know that they're afraid of trump and that's why they're going to run him again plus he's he's winning everything because they don't have anybody they never put anybody out that could have done better than him they've never brought anybody to the forefront and the people that they did it, it, it's it's that's a carnival that's a little bit of a circus going on there so i i really can't uh say anything more than all the things that we're saying, anything that I just said now, anything you just said now, it really comes down to the fact that there are better people that are more qualified, I think, in a better position to run this country. And for whatever reason, their voice cannot be heard. And the media should be talking about this, and we should be looking at who else is credible. But we have the worst media. This, this media that we have, it's owned and bought and paid for by whoever is in charge of whichever company we need to change this because this doesn't work for us. Uh, PBS needs to be more important because we need public broadcasting. We need people that are looking for more truth. Why? We don't know who our better candidates are and we, we aren't driving them to the forefront. These guys are too old. They don't even work with the technology. There wasn't even a kitchen phone in Biden's house. I doubt it. Seriously. And we're, we have computers in our pockets that were more powerful than what the computers are that took us to the moon. And we don't have people that even understand the technology, let alone understand exactly where they are at this moment in time. Okay. <laughs> I'm pissed. I can tell. I've been keeping this in for a while. <laughs> but then he brought it out. He goes, uh, episode 195. Like, I remembered 195. Right. Uh, Marquise Ramos. Um, more details. Hey, Ares and Andy, uh, I've been busy with a whirlwind of events currently. Uh, however, I wanted to take uh, time to let you know that I'm listening to the podcast in chronological order. Atta boy. Ridiculous. Ridiculous that Atta you would listen to it that way. boy. If you're not listening to the new episodes, what are you commenting on? Fucking three years ago? Are it three years ago podcast? No, no, that don't blame, don't, don't put him in Ronald's shoes. I'm going to because it, to listen to it the way that you want to is fucking ridiculous. Oh! <laughs> it's been dumb. Uh, and I'm getting a lot of information. You know what? There's a lot of old papers he probably hasn't read too. You should go back to the beginning of he time. He said he's getting a lot of information. That's great. great. Yeah, it is. But you could listen to today's and episode scene. and then go back and listen to the old episodes. But just to give you more insight on me, I'm from Philadelphia. Uh, oh, I explained some I, stuff too. And I stay. 
biscuits. You still eat it about that last one. And I stayed there till the age of about 10. My mother then relocated herself, my sister and I, down to Florida. Florida. Uh, I stayed there till I graduated high school, then joined the Army, which I have served five years active duty and five years in the reserves. I got to experience being stationed overseas in Italy as my first duty station, and I got to also see Germany, Spain, Croatia, Poland, uh, Latvia? L-A-T-V-I-A? Latvia. Okay, uh, and Slovenia. Uh, The Avengers! Uh, (laughs) Aries, I would like to reinforce your statement to your listeners that yes, getting out of your city is crucial to your growth as a human. Judgment does not cross my mind so easily these days. I am now a driver of waste management, fuck a waste management, and have invested in some real estate. It, uh, it just like, it just like Grant Cordell. It's just like it, you need an S on its brother. Congratulations, ten dollars. Let me do it as uh, who's the white singer I just did? Brian Adams. Ten dollars, a lot of money. <laughs> uh. It's just like Grant Cardone says, sometimes we underestimate our, how big challenges really are. I've learned that connecting with you guys via email sure is not only cool in the social aspect, but also therapeutic in some ways. Keep it rolling and hit y'all up again soon. Much love. By the air, by the way, Aries, if at all possible, I would like it if you could do your Indian guy impression, possibly going Denzel Washington dialogue. I thought that would be a great combination. I immediately laughed at the idea. I think you could bring it to life. Uh, I'm going to do the scene from uh, American Gangster when he goes to go see uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. a la Nicky Barnes. Uh, like Pip said, that's a brand name. And they know that even if they know me more than the owner of General Mills. <laughs> Indian men have no cool, man. How would you say alpaca? That's an alpaca rug. That is alpaca. $25,000 alpaca. <laughs> you don't wipe it, you blot that shit. That's perfect. And from now on, anybody that has business with me, you talk to Huey. You don't talk to me directly. And take those goddamn sunglasses off. <laughs> That's horrible, man. What if they did that in India? They took American movies and dubbed it in their voice. Well, Our I'm movies. Sure, I'm sure they be, wouldn't be speaking English, though, would they? Yeah. What do you speak? Hindi? Yeah. Nah, nah. They keep speaking English, though. Okay. You know? Why don't you just do a, a movie short where you just do a bunch of different... 48 uh, 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 trading places. Sir, would you like a jacuzzi? Jacuzzi? I knew you guys were a couple of faggots. You're not jacuzzi and nobody. <laughs> oh, when you think of love. You should just do shorts. Just do that. Just dub yeah. them. Just dub them. Do dub shorts. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, That's kind of funny. Yeah, 48 hours. Uh. Start with Roxanne. Roxanne! <laughs> you don't have to put on the red light. You don't have to ask for money. You don't have to say about it to the night. Roxanne! <laughs> I want everybody to know that there's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Reggie Hammond. Okay. <laughs> but I, it would be better. You, that would be more Reginald. Oh, Reginald. And his name is Reginald Hammond. <laughs> but if this was Microsoft, I'd say my name is Bobby. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That's what Indian men. I, I can't think of anything that causes a pussy to dry up quicker than Indian men. It's just it's terrible. Not every Indian has that accent, though. Nah, but you know who it belongs to. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, let me go ahead and read one from a guy who we'll be seeing in April. Tears in a bathtub. Kulsh, who truly celebrates your wins? What's good, Annie? Can dine and spears in the flesh? I like that. It's cute. Firstly, apologize for this lengthy email, which it's not. It's about as short as your bathtub sessions. I wanted to give you both something popular to ponder about. Uh Uh-oh. Maybe, uh uh-huh, just getting deep. Yeah. Uh, You know, Steve, as I read this, give me some nice Indian music. 
something that's, I forget that instrument they play. Sitar. Give me some sitar. Put some of that in the background while I read this. And I want to introduce this as Deep Thoughts with Kulch. (laughs) I wanted to give you both something to ponder about. Maybe something you've probably never really given too much thought about. We've all had good news that we've shared, depending on what it is. However, have you ever really had to sit down and think, who can I share this good news with? Because there's likely a chance of blowback or underlining hate in the hearts of certain people when they hear something good happening to you. In your mind, are you hoping that whoever you decide to share the good news with to match your energy, be as excited as you or for you, if not more, to celebrate your wins the way you want them to? If not, how do you know who to share your wins with? Because not everybody is going to truly and genuinely celebrate you the way that you ought to be celebrated. Love and peace. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was deep. No, it really wasn't. To me, it wasn't. <laughs> to me, it isn't. I, because I, I always, I understood what he was saying, and I, I've always understood this. Yeah. From a young age. Yeah. You don't share shit with people that's good news, and yeah. and and even when you have good news, you don't throw it out that way because people, the first instinct from someone is 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 not to be joyous for you. They, they, they're, they're, they're jealous for themselves. It's something about people. They can't, they can't. Well, you don't think you have anybody you share good news with? Your girl, the pillow talking to bed no, at Tara, night? Tara definitely is, is one. Uh, Me? You, yes. I, I, I would share with you because I, I don't think that there's any... There would Malice be in my heart. Towards, uh, towards me, but I, I always temper whatever I say to anybody because when anytime you have something that is just exciting to you, you want you would want the person that you share that with to feel the same amount of excitement, and generally they don't because it it's your excitement. And as far as even family, man, family always then they want to look at it like, oh, well, maybe that's not that's not you know. When I started doing comedy, to tell people that I was really going to do this, mm-hmm. I mean, no one's going to go. Oh, well, you know, family's going to be like, you know, you think that's the best, you know. Well, they're looking out for you in the way of having something more but, secure. But that's still negative. That puts up those You're negative right. shit. You're right. You can't have that. And I've always been very tempered about the way that I share anything that is good news for me, to, yeah. to, to anyone, because I've, I learned that at a very young age. Everybody, you know what people really like? And you know this for a fact, whether you realize it or not. The car crash. Yeah, people love to hear about what's hard on you. People, people want, you know what pe- people don't want? You to succeed and move away. People want you to need help from them. Everybody wants to be your savior. Or join them at the end of the bar. bar. Yeah. Yeah. That's what what people want. And that is the truth. And no matter where you are, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's... You're better off telling the homeless dude the most exciting news. Because that person doesn't give a fuck about you one way or the other. And they go, they'll they'll look at you and go, that sounds fantastic. And give me a dollar. Give me a dollar. That's right. all they want, you know? So, so you know, I, I, to me, it's just funny to hear it because you said it spiritually where I, 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 I have realized this in my life in the hard way, which doesn't make it spiritual to me. It makes it frustrating that you can't have that kind of relationship with most people. I should pay a homeless dude to travel with me just so I can tell him my problems. Yeah, homeless people don't even give a fuck about your problems. They're, they're trying to stay warm that night. Yeah, I'm just. I, yeah, no, I'll, that's what. Yeah, that's what's great about it because you know. they just want to be warm. So your right. problem, your, your your victory doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Nothing. They don't care one way or the other. They're they're the. But best. at the end of every story, I just go, well, at least I'm not you. At least I'm not home. <laughs> <laughs> at least I have a roof over my head. Well, but <laughs> but see, that's kind of the part of the thing is because people when people are depressed, they don't, they sometimes forget there's people in a much worse situation that would look at their situation and go, I'd do anything to be in that situation. Right. What would you do to be in my situation? I was trying to do the Klondike bar. Yeah. Uh, it's not right. Almost. Too many syllables. J. Nick Patton. Oh, remember this, Andy? Episode zero. What's up? It's Nick, your token trans listener. Hey! Nick! What's up, man? Hi, Aries. It's Nick. Uh, I fell off from listening to podcasts for a while, but now I've got a lot of free time on my hands. And I finally decided to start listening to y'all's podcast from episode zero. 
It's fascinating to listen to you guys talking about Trump and politics in 2017, considering we're once again dealing with Trump and the election cycle. I recommend to anyone listening to go back to some of those early episodes. So much has happened in the last five to eight years, and I know we forget a lot of events along the way. Anyway, <clears throat> hope to join y'all in the present whenever I catch up, and I hope all is well with both of you. Peace. I feel like Nick should have his own theme song, but something that plays to the transgender community. I don't know what that is, but there's got to be something. Nick, right in. What's your song? You know, it's got to be something where it's a man and a woman singing together. When a man loves a woman by uh but, is, but that's a nah, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. Oh, I know what it is. When a man becomes a woman. Or, or when a woman becomes a man. Yeah, now you got to sing it back the other way. Oh, when a man becomes a woman or a woman becomes a man. That's not bad. Yeah, something like that. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny is that uh, I, I think it's funny because they're saying, because Nick said, uh, we're dealing with this Trump stuff again. No, we're not dealing with it again. We've never stopped dealing with it. And I and I talked to someone that I, I'm friendly with here, that, and I talked to several people about this. I believe the Democrats want Trump to be in the White House again. I dare you to keep this under two minutes. Uh, I, no, I'll, I'll say it really fast. <laughs> I believe the Democrats want this in the, to be Trump to be in the White House again because they have not stopped talking about him. The liberal side of the media has not given up on Trump from the day he left office to today. They have kept him in the news. They have kept him up front. They have kept him in the minds of all Americans and that they have made this uh, a battle so that the conservative side has nothing to do but remember and want to fight. After three years, you'd think this would have settled down, but they have never stopped putting Trump in the middle of every news story. And as long as you do that, he's got free advertisement in your, in your heads and on the press, on the television for the last three fucking years for free. And I don't understand it because the only, the only conclusion that I could draw is that the liberal media, the liberals in this country want Trump back in office. That's what I'm, that's my conclusion from this. <clears throat> okay. The empire is about to strike back. Uh, well, I, if you talk about something every day, it's bound to happen, right? Maybe. Uh, I've been talking about Gemma every minute, and that has yet to happen. I mean, if you really, um, if you went on every episode and then went on every news station, and as, as a matter of fact, when you were doing press for every comedy club that you go to, and instead you, you said, hey, and if anybody knows Gemma, and, and <laughs> I, I bet you you would, you would go, you'd at least have a sit down with this woman at, at some point. Goodness gracious. Sit down. I want to sit on, nigga. <laughs> uh, Ali D, thoughts, George Floyd joke. Hey, A&A, just wanted to ask you guys about your thoughts on the David Lucas, George Floyd joke and the backlash he's getting for predominantly the black community. He also did an interview. I caught a piece of this. He also did an interview with Willie D, and Willie was kind of grilling him on the joke. My opinion, I don't think you can pick and choose what you can and cannot make fun of. Uh... Almost all of comedy is the, is the expense of someone or something. And if we had to stop doing jokes every time someone was upset, the only thing left would be knock-knock jokes. That is all. Bye. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. I know I mentioned it to Andy, and we were going to touch upon it, I think, last week. But we, we uh, ran out of time. Um, and listen, man, I stuck up for the dude wholeheartedly. Um, and I caught flack in the... Well, no, no I, let me not say that. Uh, there was a lot of people that agreed with what I was saying. Uh, but then, of course, yes, there were some people that adamantly disagreed. Um, and, you know, yeah, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm always going to defend uh, this game. Um, and, and, and listen, what I didn't like was there were so many black people... That, and, and this is where I go sometimes, black people, turn the fucking volume down. They, they, wanted, they described him as cooning. Oh, uh, he cooning for the white folks. Because they stayed and they laughed. A lot of black people stayed and laughed too. And in the clip, one black dude <laughs> fist bumps Lucas on the way out. And he basically is like, dude, I'm only leaving because my girl is leaving. She's mad. And, I, and that's one of the things that I really hate. With the, and I, I get it. And we've, talk, we've touched upon this. I've mentioned this. 
I know men, we have to defend our woman's honor. We have to, it's the pussy. You know, no matter how much you might like the comedian, how much you might like the joke, how much you may like the time you're having, you're not going to sleep with the comedian. You sleep with your woman. So when she leave, you got to leave. Otherwise, you in the doghouse with the pussy. So, and I hate when women ruin a man's good time, you know? Uh, so yeah, man, I'm going to always defend this shit. And, and I just wish black people would stop doing that. Try to spin that narrative like he was cooning. No, he told a joke that he thought was funny, even if people didn't find it funny or it wasn't funny. Like Patrice always says, the attempt should be made. The attempt, whether or not you succeed or fail, the attempt should be made. So stop. Yeah, I, I don't, you know. Yeah, man, fuck it. And, and, and you know, Holly Robinson, Pete, you know who Holly Robinson is? Yeah. Oh, she's be on 21 Jump Street, married to uh, Rod, Pete. The Rodney Pete. Rodney Pete, ex-football. She was like, uh, yeah, to make fun of something like that because of George Floyd and the way he died and the blah, 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 and the police brutality. I get all that. But I said, don't also tell me that a joke can't be made based on a tragic event. Because, again, I do the Dr. King joke, which is fucking brilliant and one of my hardest hitters. And the, and the punchline is about the assassination of Dr. King. So anything can be done. The, master, the mastery is in how you do it, if you're able to do it. I just happen to be Picasso. I just think that people have to understand a few things about comedy that is more important, because comedy is not your beliefs. Comedy, to get you to laugh, it's something that, to get you to laugh at something that is available to laugh at is not a problem. We can get you to laugh at things that are easy. To get you to laugh at the worst things in the world is what a comedian, that, that is the golden moment for a comedian. Because that means we were able to take something that's so horrific that, you, you, that makes you cringe and makes you be able to laugh at that allows you to open up in, in the world. You, you're not stuck. You're not, you're not, you don't have this weight to carry anymore. And like, for instance, death, let's say even a family death, a member of a family that has passed. If you can laugh at it, you can get past it so that when something happens in your life that is as traumatic as that, you have skills already in your bag to help you get it. And you got it from a comedian, but you're trying to hold a comedian accountable for what a cop did to someone else. That's not the comedian's job. The comedian's job is to make you laugh at that horrific situation and make it funny so that you can get past the mental image of how horrible and tragic that it was. It doesn't mean that the, that the situation wasn't horrible and tragic. That doesn't mean anything. But for him to call it out and to make fun of it the way that he did, he's a comic and he's entitled to, to try to do that. And as like Ari said to Patrice, he maybe, maybe to you, he didn't get it right, but maybe to some other people in that room he did. And he has, that's his right to give it a shot, even if everyone in the room didn't like it. And that's the beauty of subjective. Like, stop. I hate when people go, I really hate when they try, people try to go, well, it wasn't funny. It, just say to you, I hate when people try to act like, because I didn't find it funny, no one else should appreciate his art. Somebody else might have thought it was a beautiful piece, even though you didn't, but people think their opinion is law. It just wasn't funny. Say to you. I hate when people don't include the words to me. Because when you say it just wasn't funny, like you're stating a fact. That's not a fact. That is your subjective viewpoint. To somebody else, their subjective viewpoint might be, shit was hilarious. But people think their word is law. It's not. And as tragic as it was, here, I'll take some heat for this one that I'm about to say. As tragic as that was, I, I think some of the point of the joke is you're, and, and I think Chris Rock has made this uh, point on some other, on, on other people as well. Now, now you're almost the way that, listen, I, I think it's tragic and I think it opened up America's eyes to a lot of problems uh, with this country and policing. And I'm all for that. But now we're putting George Floyd on the same pedestal that you could have Martin Luther King on. I mean, that, there is something to be said about, these are two different people. The tragedy is a different story. And I think that that's really where he was trying to go with this joke at some point, as the joke was going to evolve. It's it, that you picked someone to put at this level. that may not be the man to be put at that level. Now listen, uh, to, to, to the tragedy could be put at to, that level. To, to defend George Floyd a little bit, 
You know, I also read in the comments where people are going, yeah, people keep trying to make him out to be a saint. The guy was on fentanyl and this and this. And even if it was all of that, even if all of that is true, don't diminish the tragedy of what happened. Exactly, because he should never have been treated that way. If anything, he should have been treated better because he should have been rushed to a hospital. His his situation should have been more important. But to try to raise his level of who he was as a person to a king level is, is something that I think is a valid attempt for a comic to be able to do. Not me, personally. I'm going to stay away from that one. But for that man, if he wanted to right. do that joke and he felt that he had the ability to do it, he should have the opportunity to try to do it. You know, I'm going to tell you uh, who's really kind of leaving a bad taste in my mouth comedically. And I mentioned this before. Monique. You know, I saw a clip where Monique... Uh, she's Be open. careful because we, we've talked about you don't want to put another comedian in a... in a calling out another comedian. I hear you. Right, well. What I'm ultimately trying to get to, though, I'm just talking about jokes. And this is because if I'm if I'm gonna talk about subjective, let me lie in that I, I can't double meaning here okay. with subjective. But it's just like there's a clip of her. She's opening for Cat now, and she goes on to tell the story. And she goes, "When I saw that motherfucker Cat stand up on his motherfucking shit, I called that nigga baby, and I said, motherfucker, you." And of course, I I couldn't wait to read the comments, and everybody was. This sentiment was what mine has always been. It's like, where are the jokes? Where is the substance? Now, if I'm going to live by subjective, then I'm going to have to die by subjective. To some people, they probably thought, okay, I'm just going, where's the jokes? All I hear is motherfucker, baby, nickel. That's just a fact. That's just shock. Where's the jokes? Well, why is that funny, nigga, motherfucker? That nigga, baby. I don't. I don't. Some I don't, people might find it. I don't get that. You know, sweet woman. It's very down to earth. I, I, I just. I'm a comic first before anything, and I'm searching for the humor. But again, subjective. You okay? Then there it is. Shut up. J, J Y, Gemma the Equalizer. Oh, this right, this is good. <laughs> uh, she kills people with her legs. She could. I would love it. I wouldn't want her to. I would want to put my neck right behind the back of her knee, so her calf is up against my neck, and her thigh, her hand, or what do you call it? These are the quads, deltoids, the reverse. I don't know. The, the back thigh meat is on my other neck, and she's choking me with her leg, not to the point where I die, but almost blackout. What would you think if, uh, though, if she put your head in between her yes! thighs, her inner thighs, yes. and she put it across her legs like that and squeezed your head, and the last sound you heard of your life is that same sound as, as a chicken bone breaks, as your head just pops. I don't believe I would feel it. But you would I hear would. that. The last sound, would you still be okay with it if the last sound was <laughs> like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Am I dead? Yeah. Uh, no, I want to live. <laughs> I want to live. Uh, yo, Aries, you get one week with Gemma and you go over, you go back to your life as it is now. You get one week with Gemma and you go back to your life as, as it is now or you can have your baby moms for the rest of your life with the yacht and estate. Which one is more important to you? Gemma seems like only a fantasy. So as long as she's just on OnlyFans playing with herself, that she is still pure for you. Okay, what's his question? Which one do you want? Your 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 baby mom and the and the yacht party, and the, all the dreams come true, or or Gemma for one for for the week, and my life stays the way it is forever. Oh my god, man! Why are you gonna quit me like that? <laughs> That is such a conundrum, dude, because you know how bad I want the yacht party in the dream. But Chama, dude. Is there a side room at the yacht party? There's a side boat <laughs> at the yacht party. I leave the main boat to fuck her in the side boat. Um, damn, dude, I got to have the dream. But damn, 
you know what my man. You know, it'd be weird. Like if I did meet Gemma and she was personality-wise everything that I just hated. That's a good possibility. Oh God. Also, if CBS called you and says you get the opportunity to be a co-star on CBS, The Equalizer, with a Queen Latifah, two Eps, and you get to do and be yourself with uncut jokes you provide and you stand out, but she's going to have to beat you up. You take that role? Yeah, I take it. Yeah. You have to take the role. Oh, I, 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 just because I wanted to swing at me and hopefully one of them giant titties hits me in the mouth. I, I could see you doing it and overacting it where when she hits you, you just go, oh, oh. You just, <laughs> just take it to, a, to the fucking weirdest level you could. I, I, I just would want her to beat me up and I'd just fall in her chest. <laughs> uh, I swear like the dude who want to pay to sit on a podcast. I swear like the dude who want to pay to sit on a podcast. If I had... The millions, I'd like to create a King of the Hill slash Ted slash Family Guy-like series with your podcast characters, Burt Bridgewater and especially Bobby Patterson. I hope the Dr. Dre movie pans out because that could turn out to be something. Jay, you hit me with a with a conundrum, brother. Uh, damn, man. Damn. But uh, yeah, I think I'd go for the dream, man. Always follow your dreams, man. Um. I think you have to go for the dreams. Yeah, you got it. Because if you're going for the dreams and you continue to dream, then that would be where you get to say to your girl, because it's a dream, right? Right. Hey. Let me have this night with Gemma. No, can Gemma just come hang out with us a couple times? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Beth Spies, speaking your mind. Hey, ANA, I've been catching up on the podcast, trying to finish before I see you guys in Montreal in April. I have to say you guys talk about such diverse topics and aren't afraid to say what you think. As I am listening to the podcast, I have certain thoughts that tend to agree with one or both of you, but would never have the guts to say it. Why? But as I listen more, I realize that it's okay to have different opinions and say how you feel, even if it's a difficult topic. So overall, I just want to thank you guys for the different perspectives, and I will live vicariously through the podcast until I feel more comfortable to say how I feel on certain topics. Much love. Beth. Oh, and this is a chick. Hey, Beth, speak your mind, baby. Let the words be, let the conscious be free. We want to know what you think, you know? Especially since you're a woman, because we don't have too many broads that, you know... <laughs> maybe maybe that's why. Because we don't have too many broads. <laughs> we don't have these bitches like, oh, just hanging out with us, you telling know? us their fucking feelings. You, you know? know what I'm saying? God we, damn it. We, we want these bitches' feelings. We want to know. Hey, <laughs> listen, if the, if the main madam at the brothel Shamor, you know what I mean? If, if she say you good, you good, baby. Let your pussy speak free. Uh, if vaginas could talk, would you have a conversation with it? Like your like your girl can talk as long as your vagina didn't have bad breath. Okay, sweet, it's beautiful. <laughs> but your girl can talk the way she talks, and her vagina can talk too. It's like a separate personality. Like, like let's say if your girl was sleep. And you, the vagina went, hey, Andy, but your girl's sleep. <laughs> Would you talk to the vagina while your girl is sleeping? Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. What if the girl's vagina was trying to get you to leave your girl? No, what if- Like, uh, Andy, you should leave this bitch. If, what, what if the vagina started telling you what she was up to when you weren't around? That's loyal vagina, <laughs> even though the bitch ain't loyal. See? That's why you got to be friends with the vagina. Why, would you, why wouldn't you want to be friends? You got to think about that. If it could talk- your goal would be to be friends with the vagina. Andy. Yeah, you know your friend Tim? He was in me last night. <laughs> yeah, see? You'd want the vagina to go. Yeah. You know, I know she's mine, but she ain't treating you right. Right. Yeah, man, that would be. See? Yeah. Be friends with the vagina. Yes. Befriend the vagina. <laughs> did you say vagina? I did. <laughs> I got caught up in my bees. Vagina. What if the vagina was named vagina? Vagina. Where would that vagina be from if it's a vagina? The land of vaginas. Like Brussels or, or, or some point. It has something to be. bushy. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Yeah. This is some fucking show. The vagina. You know, let me, let me ask the women. I'm going to put the, the titty signal in the air. Uh, what ladies would you name your vagina if you had to give it a name? Don't you think ladies have a name for the vagina? No. I, I bet they do. I don't think women play those games. No, I bet they do. I bet they have a cute name for it. 
Yeah. You've never given your dick a name, have you? No. But I, there was a movie that I saw once where they called it Little Elvis, and I thought that's a great name for a, for a dick. I want my name to be obviously something. Um, what was my name? Hawk. Remember Spencer for Hire? Spencer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hawk. Give it off. It's got to have a one word, you know? Just one. Like, like, I'm like powerful. Like Cher. No, I wouldn't call my dick <laughs> Cher, nigga. Like Madonna. <laughs> All right, now we're going down dangerous territory. Well, most one names, are, are, aren't they women? How many men have a one name? Trump. He's also the Donald and a bunch of other shit. But Trump's not a bad dick name. Trump, nigga. Want to meet Trump? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Trump destroys everything. It's just, but what if it talked and it just said racist shit? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but you really- To look- me. Like, my dick said racist <laughs> shit to me. <laughs> like, nigga, go back to Africa. Like, you got to come with me. Great. Our COVID. Promoting the pop. What's good, Aries and Andy? Uh, you guys read my email. Uh, you guys read my email about possibly sitting in on the pod. Andy mentioned I could sit in the green room and maybe come on stage. Did you say you could maybe come on stage? Yeah, I said that we if we did it at a at a theater, like if he promoted oh, okay, if he okay, promoted okay. it and got filled up the filled right. up the right. the not theater but the club. Mm-hmm. Come into the green room and then go on stage and induces the person who promoted it. I would be super cool with that. I live in Lake Forest, uh, California. That, that makes me nervous about this nigga. The words lake and forest. <laughs> Where's Lake Forest, California? I don't know, but it's something where niggas ain't found. No, I, I well, I know they're not found there because I've never heard of like a tragedy in Lake Forest, California, where they like on the news. I never heard a tragedy I, of anything in Lake Forest, California. Listen, I don't think anybody lives there. There's no tragedy if you can't find the body. <laughs> Today, no bodies were found in Lake, Lake Forest, Forest, California. California <laughs> God damn it, which is in Orange County. I'm close to the Irvine spectrum, and I'm not sure. Oh, okay, I'm not sure if the Brea Improv is still there, but I am close to that as well. I know I can promote the pod and get people in the seats. Thank you for even considering that. I appreciate it. Well, when we get Bray on a date, we'll have to think about it. Never. Come on, man. We're never getting Bray on the date. Yeah, no. <laughs> if he's going to promote it, let him promote it. Bring people out. Do the pod live. Come on, man. If he killed us, one of us would be in the lake and it the would, other in the forest. It would be the first time they found bodies in Lake Forest. <laughs> They'll find you. They ain't going to look for me. Um, Jose Gardia. Soccer. So Andy asked you if you would ever go to a soccer game, and I expected what Aries responded uh, with, but I, but I was the same way. I am not a soccer fan at all, but I was invited to a game, and I ex- accepted it because it was free. The game was Mexico versus Honduras in Houston, Texas. I definitely did not expect to have a good time, but it was amazing. I had a fucking blast. Aries, don't knock it until you try it. You, you, you just might have a good time. No, I will not. There's nothing about soccer that I am fascinated or drawn to at all. At all. Dude, I got to tell you, it's not just the game, man. I've worked in Arizona, especially in Arizona. There's a lot of Hispanics who work in the kitchen, in the kitchen <laughs> and in other parts of the restaurant business. I was always in the restaurant business. And it's the one time of the year. When Mexico is playing certain certain uh, kind, they want to see that game so bad. And I would let them bring TVs and put them in the kitchen. And it was the most fun that we had the whole year in the kitchen. Ugh. And then we would, uh, I would buy, I'd buy cases of beer. And after after um, when I worked at the breakfast place, I'd buy cases of beer and we'd put TVs out into the back area where uh, everybody could go out and smoke and lounge. And we'd buy cases of beer and we'd go out there and we'd watch the the soccer games. And it was always the best time because the dudes. They are into it, man. This is their lifeblood, man. And it is so much fun when you're around people that are just having a good time with it. Dude, listen, and I told you, I don't have a strong affinity for football on TV. Yeah. But I would go to the football game because it is the true biggest sport, American sport. And I've never done it. But soccer, first of all, it's not American. And I just, it just, I don't. 
Soccer's America. Football is uh, not America. How dare you? No, no. Foot, football is what they call soccer. I know. Yeah, it's football. Foot, foot, like footy. Blast football. We know what football is. No, but it's football versus football. They say it a little different. I've got to hear with that shit. Dude, it is fun. It's fun when everybody's having a good time. It's fun. Jimmy Brewer, last one. Niggers in movies. He really writes niggers. Uh, Aries, what about most death? ERS. Yeah. All right. What about most death in movies? 50 Cent also does a good job in all things fall apart. Uh, he lost like 50 pounds for the role. Somebody made a joke. Somebody said, some nigga lost 50 pounds for a movie nobody even saw. Only saying this because you say rappers don't have range. Like I said, I've, Will Smith to me is the greatest rapper turned actor. I think most death is solid. Um, but when you, again, when people mention Ice Cube, you keep telling me about Ice Cube and I go, how hard it is you think it is for street niggas to play street niggas? Nine times out of 10, Ice Cube, DMX, and niggas play street niggas. And anything else that I've seen Ice Cube in, it, what? What? I don't do it for me. Sorry. Well, what do you want? What, do you, what, what would be range? What do you need? Uh, name, name for me any rapper that has shown you a body of work like Leonardo DiCaprio. What's Eden Gilbert great? Basketball Diaries. Okay. Django. The Remnant. The, what is it? The, is it The Rem, Remnant? The Remnant? Whatever that fuck it is. Yeah, The Remnant. Gangs in New York. This Boy's Life. Range. Complexity. Depth. Yeah, but he ain't a rapper. He can't rap. Let it, but Who? Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio. No, I'm saying any rapper I know, against But you're those talking guys. about some of the best of yes, acting. Yes, yes. What am I talking about? Mediocre niggas? Let's talk about average average actors Ooh, versus why why are we talking about average? Because most actors are average. There's only there's only so many Leonardo DiCaprios and so many uh, uh well, name for me average actors that you know. An average actor? Yeah, name some average actors. Steve Buscemi. You think he's average? He's good. He's more than average. Yeah, but I mean. He's what? Name the Academy Award he's been nominated for. I'm talking about. Well, you don't. Have, no, don't, but don't you're, do you're, that. you're talking no, wait, wait, about wait, wait, Academy wait, wait, Award wait, winning wait, actors. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't do that. That's like saying in sports. Name any guys that won championships. A whole lot of guys don't win championships. Most guys don't win championships and still are in the Hall of Fame. Still are all stars. Still are great. That's a whole. No, no. So you don't need an Oscar to be great. It's nice on your resume. But you don't need an Oscar to be great. But you went right for an Oscar winner. You went for someone that's Named been- a rapper to me that's better than Leo or has a body of work as good as Leo, Pacino, De Niro, Nicholson, Nicholson Freeman, the greats. But those guys only work in one genre. They're, they, they're actors. Okay, so when rappers become actors, what's your body of work that you can compare to those greats in order for me to see you as great? Exactly. No, but you're you're holding them as I should. No, why not? Because most actors aren't on that level. Are you okay? When you say you talk about actors, actors, yeah, most actors aren't on that kind of level. When you go to a movie, do you need every actor in the movie to be on that level? Okay, so name to me some actors that aren't on that level that you think are great. I think are great. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't know. Well, until you can bring your homework to class. What are we talking I'm, about? Well, I didn't know we were going to talk about this, so it wasn't homework until right now. Well, how, how, how quickly do you need to prepare? Well, I need to think about it. I can't remember someone's name that's important. Why? Well, I can't remember someone who I think okay, is an I'll average make, actor. I, I, okay, you think Daniel Day-Lewis is on that major level? No, but... Do you think he's average? No, no, he, he's he's an extraordinary actor. He very seldom acts. He only acts in the Gary best Sinise, movies. Gary Sinise, do you think he's on that level? You think he's average? Um, I think Gary Sinise is a great actor when he's acting. I don't think that... Uh, when he was on regular television shows... What's the show that he was on for a while? Uh, One of the CSIs. Yeah, it, do you think he was incredible in CSI? But you know he's an incredible actor. Yeah, I know he's an incredible actor, but not everything... Uh, 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 what tell OG for? You think he's on that level? As the, as the greats? I don't know. You don't know? Yeah, probably. Okay, but you think he's average? No, I don't think he's average. Okay, so who are we talking about that's average? I don't... Regular people that... Uh, who? Uh, 
let's see who's average. I don't even know. I, I have I can't think of regular actors, let, let alone average actors. Yeah, you got you got a loaded pistol and you shooting in a crowded restaurant and you don't know who your target is. I, I don't know. You know average actors? I don't. Who's average? Uh. Who's the Jewish guy that's always you should know this the thing on Israel right now? Uh, you know him because Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. He's an average actor. Uh, Michael Rappaport is a beast. Did you see Higher Learning? Yeah, but have you seen him lately? Yeah, but this is lately. He's not even in the game really no more. Okay, but he's not. He's not average. But I mean, you're holding. Uh, you want a rapper that's a musician? Why not? If you're not going to get in the game to be the best, why are you in it? And do you think? Uh, well, do you think that some actors who've done music have, are, are you know, I'll give you one that you said. You said the other when we were watching uh, uh, The Best Night in Pop and you saw Dan Aykroyd. You go, why is Dan Aykroyd there? But we're talking about singers. Why is he there? He's not yeah. a singer. Yeah, he has an album. He, he, did, he did the blues uh, stuff. Yeah, come on. And, and do you think he's a great actor? Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. Hey, man, there's an exception to everything. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me and I found one for you. There I found it for you. He's an average actor, and he and he does music. Maybe if you do so much, you can't get it. You can't be great at the greatest of all. The only one out of everyone that I could say that has done a, a, a above average job in music and is a great actor is Jamie. Yeah, he's buddy. Okay, you said above average. Yeah. I can't think of anyone else who who really can put it to both those genres. Yeah, but I don't think you have to be able to. Tied two genres together, but you're you're asking a rapper to be a great actor. You're not asking the actors to be great rappers, uh, or or great musicians. But I, I found one, and that would be Jamie. That's it. That's the only one that I see who crossed over and just killed it in both. Maybe you could say D. Martin. D. Martin did. He could sing, and he he was great in the in the comedy as a straight guy with uh, Jerry Lewis. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then you then we have Will Smith. Who I said I think is the best of all the yeah. rappers. Yeah. I but I think Dean Martin, if I want to go back in time, I think he did just as good of a job. He's he's a he's a musician for real. And he he played he was in he was considered but an he actor. played Dean Martin. He was cast because he, he was cool. he was a good looking oily cool. Italian. Play cool. Uh when I, the moon hits your eye. <laughs> Like a great pizza pie, that's some more day. <laughs> I, I, but it, 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 they're two distinct genres, and to be great at both, it's hard enough for one per, to, for a person to be great at one thing. To be average at one and great at another, you I know, think certain is, people just leave such an ill taste in my mouth. I think know, that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Well, I think it has to do with the fact that you think that another actor who could have got a part that a, a rapper gets would have done a better job. But Absolutely. he would But he wouldn't have sold the seats. Yep. And as we know in this it's business, it's all about the business, baby. You gotta sell the seats, man. There's two parts to this. Fucking hate this fucking <laughs> <laughs> Are we there? We're there. We already gave out the dates. Please like and subscribe. Tell a friend, man. We need to grow this thing. This has been on a long fucking time, man. And and, and Jimmy Brewer. Hey, what's the name of this episode? Oh, what is it? Niggers and movies. <laughs> not We're gonna get dead, uh, whatever it is where they don't let you make a dime. Uh, That's what it should be called. We don't make a dime. That should be the name of this podcast. You know what I wrote on this already? Moose what? juice. I put moose juice down. As the no, name. no, moose drippings. Moose drippings. <laughs> okay, moose drippings. Yeah, I like that. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing.
A nickel bag gets sold in the park. I want in. <laughs> you guys got fat while everybody stopped on the street. It's my turn. Hmm. You think you're going to live long enough to spend that money, you fucking hump? If any of you are tired of getting ripped off by guys like that, you come with me. I'm at the Plaza Hotel. You're welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs>